No other king could vanquish the war horse or silence the warrior's rage while riding the lowly back of a donkey. No other king could break the dominion of darkness, the tyranny of evil, with a reign of grace and a kingdom of peace. No other king could give his life for the redemption of rebels, his wealth to welcome the outcast. Jesus is that king, the king of glory, son of the living God. Not just another king, not just another prophet, not just another teacher. He was the one the world had been waiting for. The one to deliver us from captivity, the son of David and Abraham's chosen seed. He is the goal of the Mosaic law, Yahweh in the flesh. He is the one to establish God's reign and rule, to heal the sick, give sight to the blind, freedom to the prisoners, and proclaim good news to the poor. This Jesus was the creator come to earth and the beginning of a new creation. He embodied the covenant, fulfilled the commandments, and reversed the curse. This Jesus is the Christ that God spoke of to the serpent, the one prefigured to Noah in the flood, the one promised to Abraham, the one guaranteed to Moses before he died, the one promised to David during his reign, the one revealed to Isaiah as a suffering servant, the one predicted through the prophets and prepared for through John the Baptist. He is the Father's Son, Savior of the world, and substitute for our sins. More loving, more holy, and more wonderfully terrifying than we ever thought possible. He is our Jesus, and there is no other king like him. He is our God, our glory, our victorious Savior. There is no other king like him. There is no other king. Is 
that. Come on, sing. Forever he is glorified. Forever he is lifted high. Forever he is risen. He is alive. He is alive. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb is overcome. We sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, why? Hey there, Converge Nation. We've been in a series of messages that we've called Banner Year. Uh, we're discovering the power of making better decisions so that we can experience better outcomes and live with fewer regrets. It's my privilege this morning to introduce my friend, Dr. Rayma Ihameri, who serves as campus pastor at Lighthouse uh, Church in Houston, Texas, one of the fastest growing churches under the leadership of Pastor Keon Henderson. Uh, Rayma hails from Nigeria, so he's my brother from another mother. Y'all know I'm from the West Side, Liberia, and I'm honored to welcome my brother. He's an able minister of the gospel, uh, an effective communicator, and he has a word in season for our church. So come on, Converge Nation. Uh, let's, let's make our brother feel right at home with a rowdy, come on, y'all know how y'all do, a rowdy, loud, and proud Converge Nation welcome as he comes. God bless you.
Hello everyone. It's a privilege and a joy to, to come to you today. The Bible says this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to invite you because my, my Bible tells me that if we taste and see, we will know that the Lord is good. The Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. So in this season, I have a feeling that God is about to do something that is about to blow your mind. I'm so excited to be able to bring God's word to you this month in March just to add to what God is doing at Convert. And come on, it's your anniversary. God is doing great things in your life. And I know our, 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 our title and our theme this month is that this is our banner year, a year of profitability, a year of productivity. So I believe that God is going to do something in your life. God is going to bring profit in your life. God is going to make you productive. If you believe it, go ahead and say, I believe it. You can type it. You can shout it. Wherever you are, you can go ahead and say, I believe it. This is the day and this is the season God has great things in store for you. Before I even go any further, I want to thank Pastor Ray and Wendy. Listen, you guys are so dear to us. We believe in you guys. We love you guys from the depths of our heart, from our soul, and from my family to your family. We love you guys. We got to go back to Dallas. Even though for the pandemic, I would have been there with you guys. But I believe there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. I believe God is doing great things, and I have a word for you this morning, and it's going to change your life, I believe, for the better. Amen. My assignment this morning is from Acts, chapter 3, verse 1. Acts, I'm going to use the NIV version. Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. It says, one day Peter and John were going up the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon, and now there was a man who was lame from birth, and he was carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day. If the Bible you have is yours, I want you to mark that word every day. He was put there every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. Verse three. And when Peter and John came about, and when Peter and John saw, and when he saw Peter and John rather about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. Verse 5. So the man gave them his attention, which means that he actually was not looking at them. It says, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something. He would have said, wow, it's about to be, this is my big break. It's about to be good. And verse 6, and Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I have I give to you. Come on. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. Woo! I speak to somebody now that God is about to do something in your life that would blow your mind. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And maybe you don't have to walk, see. And maybe you don't have to see, produce. And maybe you don't have to produce. God is about to do something in your life. He's going to fill the blank wherever you are. Walk. And the Bible says something. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. Verse 8. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. And then, then he went into the temple courts. Listen, he didn't just go anyhow. He actually went into the temple courts, walking and jumping. I like this part. And praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, verse 10, they recognized him as the same man. Woo! Come on, somebody say, same man. Come on, put it in the chat. Say, same man. I don't know where you are. Same man. He was the same man who he used to. Woo! Who used to sit begging at the temple. He was the same man. I don't know who I came to speak to today. But I want you to know. It's the same man but it's in a, you're in a different condition. The same man but you have your promise. The same man but you're changed with your promise. With your prize. With whatever you're looking for. People are going to look at you and be surprised. They're like, it's the same man. But how is it that it's the same man and yet a different season in your life? Woo. The same man, the same man 
The same man who used to beg. The same man who used to cry. The same woman who used to ask. The same woman who used to beg. The same, the same, the same. Yes, the same man, but, but now things have changed. That was then. This is now. The same man. The same man. The same man who used to beg at the gate called beautiful. And they, filled, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened. Listen, for the next few minutes, I just want to speak on a subject that says, you're in for a surprise. Woo! Look at somebody and tell them, wherever you are, give them a high five, put it in the chat, and tell somebody, you are in for a surprise. You're in for a surprise. Father, we ask for the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. We ask that you fill the airwaves with your glory. Fill this place with your power like never before. Holy Spirit, anything I've planned to say that you don't want me to say, take it out. And everything you want me to say that I've not planned to say, put it in. I ask that beyond the excitement, let there be an experience. Let there be an encounter that will last forever. We give you all the praise in advance for what you will do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You are in for a surprise. Woo! You're in. For a surprise. My wife, my wife and I are blessed with three amazing kids. Asher, who is seven years. And we have Annabelle, who is four years. And also we have Abigail, who is eight months. And they, they, they love to play. They, they like playing. But, but one of the things they like to do is they like to look at what we do. And they, they like to imitate what we do. They do what we, we do. And one of the things we like doing with, with Abigail is that we always like to lift her up. We always like to take her up. And, and we, we take Annabelle, we, we carry her up. And whenever we carry her, all of a sudden, we carry her and she begins to laugh. She begins to laugh. And when she begins to laugh, Asher goes and says, you know what? He carried her and she was laughing. So let me go ahead and carry her. So Asher carries Annabelle, or Abigail rather. He carries Abigail, and when he carries Abigail, Abigail now begins to laugh. <laughs> and when Abigail begins to laugh, Annabelle, who is four years, says, you know what? Let me go and carry Abigail. Abigail is 20 pounds, and she's eight months. And Annabelle is my four-year-old. And she says, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and carry my baby sister. She loves her so much. She cares for her so much. But one of the things I've noticed is that she cannot really carry her because she doesn't have the stamina. She doesn't have what it takes to carry her. Whenever she carries her, she begins to stumble. She begins to, she begins to, um, she begins to wobble a little bit. And we always run to catch her before she drops Abigail. And I don't know who you are today. The reason I told that story is that just because you like things doesn't mean it's going to come to you. There are a lot of things that you like that might not necessarily come to you yet till you develop the stamina, till you develop the capacity, till you develop the balance to be able to carry them. And I want to speak to anyone and everyone today. You need to be able Wherever you are, you need to be able to develop the capacity to carry what you're believing God for. One thing I know about my Heavenly Father is that in the same way, the Heavenly Father will not give you things, not because He doesn't like you, but actually because He likes you. He will give you things when He knows you can handle it. <laughs> he will give you things when He knows you have the capacity to handle it. I, I know you like the blessing. I know you deserve the blessing. I know you, you've been praying and fasting for this blessing. But God says, I will not give it to you yet because you don't have the capacity to handle the blessing. Who did I come to talk to today? A lot of us have been praying about the blessing. But we don't know that the reason we've not gotten it is because we are not yet balanced. I want to speak to you. I, I believe, I believe, pastor, I believe, I'm convinced that one of the ways the enemy attacks us is by getting us excited. He gets us excited about the blessing, but he doesn't get us excited about balance. Woo! 
A lot of people are excited about the blessing, but they are not excited about the balance. If you get the blessing without the balance, the blessing can become a curse. Woo! If you get the blessing without the balance, without the stamina, without the character, the blessing can turn around to become a curse. You know, you know, the Bible says something very powerful in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says something. It says, but God is faithful and God is not going to put on you more temptation than you can bear. So temptation is a weight. But guess what is also a weight? The blessing is also a weight. And I want to speak to you wherever you are. I want to speak to you wherever you are. If I let my four-year-old daughter carry her baby sister who is... 20 pounds, what is supposed to be a moment of pleasure, a moment of play can turn around to become a moment of pain and disaster. I know you like it. I know you want it. But do you have the ability, do you have the capacity to handle the blessing? Woo! <laughs> a lot of people have been asking God for the blessing, but God is saying, do you have the ability? Do you have the capacity Focus on the blessing. Focus on the blessing without focusing on the balance would always leave you heavy. I want to, I want you, uh, let me rephrase that so that you understand what I'm trying to say. I, I want you, instead of focusing on the blessing, I want you to focus on the, on the balance. Focus on your balance instead of focusing on the blessing. Focus on the balance instead of focusing on the blessing. Focus on the balance instead of focusing on the blessing. Focus on the balance instead of focusing on the blessing. I've known a lot of people who are successful but they are not balanced. But everyone I know that is balanced is always successful. Focus on the balance and not the blessing. If you focus on the balance and not the blessing, the blessings will come. You need the balance first. Noah wanted the rain, but God says, hold up, hold up. You got to build the ark first. Elijah said, Lord, I want fire to, to, to come from heaven. But God says, no, no, no. I, I know you want the fire, but I needed to get the altar first of all. I'm going to speak to everyone under the sound of my voice. You are in the season and God is saying, focus on the balance. When you get the structure, when you get the character, when you have the stamina, the spiritual stamina, the emotional cap capacity, then I can bring the blessings. Look at somebody wherever you are. If you're watching alone, I want you to go ahead and go ahead and just type balance, balance balance the bible says having done all to stand it says stand having done all it tells us put on the whole armor of god and now it tells us having done all to stand it says stand having done all to stand stand not fight but stand do you have the ability to stand why am i talking about balance why am i talking about balance and blessings because there is this relationship between the balance and the blessing. When you look at the text, you see that this man was lame. And when you are lame, it means you don't have enough stamina. It means you are, you are lopsided, you are wobbly, you are uneven, you are shaky. And I want to speak to everyone that is shaky. This man was lame and he couldn't go into the temple. He could see the temple, but he couldn't go into it. And I want to speak to everyone under the sound of my voice. You've been seeing it, but you've not been able to enter into what you're seeing. I prophesy, I decree, and I declare that you're about to enter into what you have been seeing. But you need the balance. This man was lame. And because he was off balance, he couldn't get into the temple. Because he was lame, he couldn't get into the temple. And this is why I've been saying that God needs you to be balanced so you can have the capacity to handle what is about to do in your life. This man knew the way to the temple. He was carried there every day. He hung around blessings. He hung around open doors. He, he hung around favor. 
but, but he never got into favor. He never got into open doors. I want to speak to you today wherever you are. You've been hanging around the promotion, but you've not gotten the promotion. You've been hanging around the breakthrough, but you never got the breakthrough. This is the season. God is about to do something in your life. God says, God says I'm about to give you strength and stamina so you can go in to what you have been looking at. I asked myself, what are the lessons we can glean from this text that can help us as we move from lameness to wholeness? What are the lessons that we can learn that can help us move from lameness to wholeness? The first I want to talk about is you got to learn how to reevaluate your habits. <laughs> Look at someone and say habits. Reevaluate your habits. That's the first thing we want to do. You want to reevaluate your habits. This man had a habit. This man had a habit. He had a habit. There was a pattern. There was a routine he had. And if he did not stick to the routine, he would have missed his miracle. If he did not stick to his pattern and his habit, he would have missed his miracle. You know, a lot of people have missed their breakthrough because they took a break. I'm going to talk to you today. A lot of people have missed their breakthrough because they took a break. God is calling you into a time where you have to be consistent. God is calling you into a season where you have to be consistent. And, and you don't have to feel it to do it. You don't have to feel it to show up. God is calling you. This man would have missed his breakthrough if he took a break. And how many people have missed their breakthrough because they took a break? I know you were lame, but show up. I know you don't like it, but show up. I know your situation has not changed, but show up. You are in a season where God is saying, show up. Show up. Show up for your family. Show up for your children. Show up on your job, wherever you are, whatever you are committed to. Show up. It will surprise you how many people are, are, are waiting on God to take them to the next level, but they would never show up. You want to go up? God says, show up. You want to move up? God says, show up. Because most people have missed their breakthrough because they took a break. Don't miss your breakthrough because you took a break. I'm going to speak to you wherever you are today under the sound of my voice. Don't miss your breakthrough because you're taking a break. This man had a pattern. Don't be, don't, don't, don't be stuck with excuses. I, I know you are lame. I know you were lame, but this is not a season where you have to give us lame excuses. Can God count on your pattern to give you the promise? Woo! Jesus, can God count on your pattern to give you the promise? I know you are lame, but this is not a season to make lame excuses. Show up. If you want to go up, can God count on your pattern to give you the promise? This man came to the temple every single day he came. Every single day he came. Every single day he came. He showed up. I want to speak to somebody under the sound of my voice. This is the season where you have to show up. This is the season where you have to show up. I know I don't feel like it, but I'm just going to show up. I'm going to do it regardless. Do you know that, that God is constant? He is consistent. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Even the enemy is constant. Constant. He's been using the same old strategy. Every time the enemy is, is seeking to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's his agenda. And he's consistent and he's constant. If your enemy is constant, and if your God is consistent, why are you not consistent? I want to encourage you today, show up. Wherever you are, show up. Be consistent in what you're doing. A lot of people talk about how intense they are, but I wrote down something here. Sometimes consistency is more important than intensity. Sometimes it's not about how powerful you do things. It's about how persistent you are at what you're doing. Every day he came to the, 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 the same spot. He came to the same spot. And pastor, I asked myself, I, I thought to myself, why, why did he have this habit? Because he had, listen to this, because he had a reason that was bigger than his current condition. Woo! 
Listen, listen. Why are most people not consistent? The reason most people are not consistent is because they don't have a reason that is bigger, bigger than their current condition. You don't have a reason that is bigger than your current season. Most people are not consistent because they don't have a why that is bigger than their what. Most people are not committed because they don't have a why that is bigger than what they are going through. They don't have a reason that is bigger than their current season. I want to encourage you today. Get a reason that is bigger than your current season. You got to get a why that is bigger than what you're going through. I don't know. I don't care what you're going through today. But if you have a why that is bigger than what you're going through, God is going to break the rules, change the routine, and give you a miracle. Reevaluate your habits. The, the next point I want to I want to leave with you is you got to re reassess your relationships. Woo, I love this. You got to reassess your relationships. God always uses people to bless people. I got to say that again. Listen, God always uses people to bless people. Woo. I want to speak to someone today. Listen to me. God always uses people to bless people. God always uses people to bless people. People carried this man to the temple gate. People gave him arms and gave him money. People prayed for him and people got him healed. God always uses people to help people, to promote people. Give and shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shall man. God always uses people to bless people. Could it be possible that things are not working in your life because you have not learned how to work with people? Because God would always use people to bless people. People are like nets. God told Peter, cast your net out for a catch. What is the capacity of your net work? Sometimes what, what you need to catch the fish of life is your network. How big is your network? It will determine the, the amount of fish you can catch. How big is your net? I want to speak to someone today. God uses people to bless people every day. He had a relationship that was beneficial. Think about this. This man said, I might not be able to walk, but I'm going to hang around people. That can do what I cannot do. <laughs> I, I might not be able to walk, but I'm going to hang around people that are going to be able to do what I cannot do. I always like to say, hear me, hear me, hear me clearly. Listen, just because you are defective in one area doesn't mean you cannot be effective in another area. Just because you are defective in one area doesn't mean you cannot be effective in other areas. I want to speak to you. This man was lame, but he could still, he could still make friends. His feet was not working, but his friends were working. Just because you are lame in one area doesn't mean you are lame in every area. You don't have feet, but you have friends. You cannot make a move, but you can still make moves. I want to speak to you wherever you are. You might be defective in one area, but it doesn't mean you are not effective in every other area. Your legs might not be working, but still your hands can work. I want to prophesy to you and speak to you today. Leverage your network. Leverage your relationship. Because God will use people to bless people. <laughs> he said, I, I, I'm lame, but... I'm going to hang around people that can walk so that when it's time for me to walk, then I can be able to know how to walk because I have been looking at this. I've been seeing this happen. I've been seeing how you walk and how you put one foot because he had never walked before. He put one foot in front of the other and that's how you walk. So he learned how to do what he was going to do by just seeing this happen every single day. Do you have the ability to connect to people that have what you lack? Do you have the ability or are you intimidated by people's strengths? Listen, you are only weak when people's strengths intimidate you. You can be weak and still be strong at the same time. And how can you do that? Whenever you, you can leverage people's strengths, you can cover your weakness. 
You are not weak till you cannot leverage the strength around you. You are not weak till you can leverage the strength around you. A lot of people today have weaknesses. But you want to, you want to blend with people that don't have what you have. You keep hanging. If everybody around you is lame, who is going to take you to the temple? Most of you are hanging around people who are lame. And I want to speak to you today that you are in a season where God is going to open doors like never before. God is going to break through like never before. God is carrying you to a place. He's using people. He's, he's positioning people to open doors for you. God uses people to bless people. Don't let your flaws, don't let your lameness, don't let your flaws keep you on the floor. Don't let your limitation become a disqualification. Don't let your inability become an insecurity. I want to plead with you. I know you are defective in one area, but it doesn't mean you cannot be effective in other areas. God will use people to cover your weaknesses because his strength is made perfect in your weakness. Maybe your miracle is around the corner and you don't even know. Before I even move any further, I want to stop here and thank God that he carried this man. Woo! He carried this man. As, as I thought about it, Pastor, the, the thought that came to my mind is that I'm where I am today because God carried me. I, I'm who I am today because God carried me. I don't know about you, but if God has ever carried you, I want you to please put in the chat, he carried me. Give someone a high five and tell them he carried me. He carried me when I, was, when I lost my balance, he carried me. When I lost my bearing, he carried me. When I lost my food, and he carried me. When I lost my way, he carried me. I don't know about you, but if God has ever carried you, I want you to shout, yes! He carried me. He carried me when I was out of her friends. He carried me when I was when I lost my friends and I lost my hope and I lost my my mind. I lost my business. I lost my home. But God carried me. Has God ever carried you? Woo! He carried me when I didn't know how to walk. He carried me when I didn't know what to do. I want to sit on this for a second and let you know that God is a carrier. Woo! God is a carrier. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. But I want to let you know God is a carrier. He can carry you. He can carry you. I speak to you today wherever you are under the sound of my voice. You've been trying to go on your own. You've been trying to do it with your own power. The Bible says it's not by power. It's not by mind. But it's by my spirit. I, I speak and I decree and declare unto you today that God is going to carry you. When you lose your hope, God is going to carry you. When you've lost all hope, God is going to carry you. When you've lost friends, God is going to carry you. When you have a heartbreak, God is going to carry you because he's a very present help in times of trouble. God will carry you because he's a carrier. Woo! He carried me. He carried me. He carried you. He carried you. Woo! As I thought about this pastor, what it done in my, what I thought about is he was carried to the same spot. He was, he was carried to the same location. Woo! How is it possible that the gate is beautiful and the man isn't? How can my location, how can my location be beautiful and my situation be pitiful? This lame man was at the beautiful gate. And I have a question. How can the location be beautiful? Yet, my position be pitiful how can the location be beautiful and yet my position pitiful he was at the beautiful gate God is about to change your life reassess your relationship and I asked why 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 is this man stuck at the gate and it led me to my, my next point, which means you got to raise your expectation. Come on, somebody say raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. 
Some of you have settled for less. You got to learn how to raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. He was, he was expecting arms. But what he didn't know is that there were, there were other alternatives. I'm going to speak to you wherever you are. Raise your expectation. Some of you have settled for money when you can have more. <laughs> Some of you have settled for money when you can, you can have more. Some of you have settled for Ishmael when you can have an Isaac. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. You can have the best. Settle for more. Don't settle for less. You have to learn how to raise your expectation. He was asking for provision when he could have restoration. He was asking for provision when he could have restoration. Is it possible today? Think about this for a second. Could it be possible that your situation has changed your expectation? When did you stop believing God for healing? When did you stop believing God for wholeness? When did you stop believing God for the baby? When did you stop believing God for the house? When did you stop believing God to give you the ability to write that book? When did you stop believing God for the ability to grow that church, that ministry, that business? When did you settle for Ishmael instead of an Isaac? Has your situation changed your perspective? If you've heard me preach, you've heard me say this time, without, time and time again, whenever your perspective is defective, you can never be effective. Whenever your perspective is defective, you can never be effective. And the first thing God wants to do is to change your paradigm. Change your perspective. This man was lame, expecting to receive money without knowing there was more. He could have settled for money when there was more. <laughs> I don't know where you are, but I want you to just type, raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. Raise your expectation. Don't let what people give you. Listen, listen to me. Don't let what people give you determine what God can give you. I got to say that again. Don't let what people can give you determine what God has the ability to give you. Because a lot of times when people give you money, you settle for money without knowing there is much more than money. Raise your expectation. There is much more than money. <laughs> Don't settle. Don't settle. I hear it in my spirit wherever you are. I want you to type that in the chat. I want you to scream that wherever you are in your living room, in the car, wherever you are. Don't settle. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for an apartment when God wants to give you a house. Don't settle for just a social media post when God wants to give you a book. Don't settle Abraham for a son when God wants to give you a nation. Don't settle for less. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle for, for being a first runner-up when you can be the first. Ooh. Why settle for being a first runner-up when I can be the first? Don't, don't settle. Don't, don't settle. Don't settle. I, I wrote this in my notes. Pastor, I got to read it out. It says, don't settle because people will give you what you settle for. But God will give you what he has settled on for you. People will give you what you have settled on for yourself. But I thank God that God will give me and give you what he has settled on. A lot of times people look at you and they settle and they decide, I'm going to give you what you settle on. Uh, what, you, what you have or where you have raised your expectation or lowered your expectation to. That's why I said don't settle for less. People would always give you what you settle on for yourself. But I thank God that we serve a living God. Heaven and earth adore him. Angels bow before him. The God I serve is the God that will give you what he has settled on or not what you have settled on for yourself. He's a God that can give exceedingly, abundantly, ab above all you can ever ask or think. This is the God that we serve. This is the God, the Jehovah Jireh, the provider, the ever-breasted one that can give you much more. Don't settle for less. Raise your expectations. <laughs> Woo! Woo! You know, 
My wife told me something. She, 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 she's been helping my son with his school, and, and we work on this together with the whole classes online now. My son has been in virtual classes, online classes for, for, for one year. And my son is studying, and he's studying something called, just this week he was studying something called homograph. So my son is studying homographs. And, I, I, and homographs is basically, these are one of the benefits of online schooling with your son. My son was studying homographs. And homographs are basically words that have the same spelling but have different meanings. Watch this. Homo, homographs are words that have the same spelling but different meanings. Could it be possible that the word change is a homograph? Because this man was looking for change, money change, without knowing God was able to give him another type of change. He was asking Peter and John for a different type of change. But God says, I, I don't want to give you a money change, I want to give you a different type of change. I speak and decree and declare that wherever you have been asking for arms, asking for money, God is going to do exceeding abundantly. He's going to, he's going to make sure your cup runs over. This is the God we serve. Woo, Jesus. Your cup is about to run over. Stop doubting yourself and stop settling for less. The next point I have before I wrap this up is you got to learn how to recalibrate your perspective. Recalibrate your perspective. Raise your expectations. Recalibrate your perspective. Raise your expectation. Recalibrate your perspective. Peter said, look at us. <laughs> he didn't say, look at my hands. He didn't say, look at my money. He didn't say, look at my pocket. He said, look at us. Perhaps he was not looking. And Peter said, I want you to look at us. <laughs> because most beggars are used to people not stopping and people not looking at them. They just, they just come and they just drop it for the beggars without making eye contact. But Jesus says, I see you. I feel you. I know you. I'm not just going to walk by and drop arms and drop change for you. I'm going to change your life. Change your perspective. Recalibrate your perspective. <laughs> change what you're seeing. Don't look at a doctor's report. Look at God's report. Recalibrate. Change your perspective. Peter and John said, silver and gold I don't have. <laughs> if they had ended that statement there, there would have been, there would have been some problem. The man was like, hold on a second, what did you say? <laughs> silver and gold I don't have. You mean you don't have silver and gold? Why did you tell me to look at you if you don't have silver and gold? Because sometimes God has to disappoint your expectation to give you a manifestation. God said, I had to disappoint your expectation. And I want to talk to everyone under the sound of my voice. Sometimes God has to say, I don't have what you want, but I have what you need. Woo! Jesus. What, what, what if I told you? What if I told you that what you want is preventing what you need from showing up? What if I told you that the money you want is preventing the more you want from showing up? He said, silver and gold I don't have. But I love God because every disappointment is an appointment with destiny. Oh, Jesus, I feel good. I got I to gotta watch this myself. Every disappointment is an appointment with destiny. Silver and gold I don't have. But, woo, Jesus, Jesus. But, I thank God that we serve a God who has a but. If there's anything I know about God is that he is a God that has a but. I speak into your, your church today. I speak into you, convert church, wherever you are, under the sound of my voice. Listening to this, God is about to blow your mind. He's about to put a but wherever there has been a disappointment. God sent me down here all the way from Houston, Texas to te let you know. He's about to put a but 
wherever the enemy said you would not amount to everything or anything God says I'm about to put a bot there is a bot that's what grace is called God says wherever they said it would not happen there is a bot that can change everything silver or gold I don't have but such as I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus Woo. Woo, I feel, I feel my praise coming on. In the name of Jesus. I don't have silver, but I have, my, I have the name. The name of Jesus is a possession. The name of Jesus is a property. The name of Jesus is something you have. Silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. In the name of in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I curse cancer. In the name of Jesus, I curse diabetes. In the name of Jesus, I curse kidney infection. In the name of Jesus, I curse back pains. In the name of Jesus, I curse every kidney stone. In the name of Jesus, I curse sepsis. In the name of Jesus, I curse COVID. In the name of Jesus, whatever the enemy has come and has brought against your family against your loved one against your life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I command it to be silenced right now there is a name that is above every other name if your situation has a name then it can be tamed question for you converge convert church does your situation have a name if your situation has a name, then it can be tamed because the Bible lets us know that God has given us a name that is above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. At the name of Jesus, at the mention of his name, the name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous shall run unto it and they are saved. I begin to decree and declare right now that there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. Wherever you are, under the sound of my voice, I begin to decree and declare that the name of Jesus is working the name of Jesus is producing the name of Jesus is our banner this month our banner year our banner month our banner moment this is a moment in history the name of Jesus will show up like never before the name of Jesus the name of Jesus walk Woo! in the name of Jesus you you, you, you can use the name just like Peter and John use the name. You have the ability to use the name. In the name of Jesus, walk. I speak to your business, walk. I speak to your marriage, walk. I speak to your children, walk. I speak to your ministry, walk. I speak to everything in your life. That has been lame at the gate. Walk. Come into your season. Walk. I hear it in my spirit. Wherever you are. I want you to scream walk. I want you to scream it till the enemy knows. That you have the ability to still work. The, the thing I like about God. Is that God will never tell you to do something. That you don't have the capacity to do. If God says walk. That means you have a walk in you. If God looks at you, I know you are lame, but if God looks at you and says walk, then it means there is a walk in you. If God looks at your business and says walk, it means there is a walk in you. There is progress on your inside. There is productivity on your inside. Walk. Walk. I speak wholeness. I curse lameness. And I decree walk. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says he took him. He didn't even pray for him. He spoke to him. <laughs> he didn't even pray for him. He spoke to him. I, I want to I tell you it's, it's okay to pray. But Jesus didn't say pray to the mountain. It's okay to, to, it's okay to pray. But Jesus never told us to pray to the mountain. He says speak to the mountain. Peter and John did not pray for this man. They spoke to this man. And I want to I talk to somebody under the sound of my voice. You have been praying about your situation. It's time to speak to your situation. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. And he took 
him by the hand. And strength came into his ankle bones. <laughs> it leads me to my last point. Jesus, I'm having fun here. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for your power. Oh, release, release your praise. First, reevaluate your habits. Second, reassess your relationship. Third, raise your expectation. The fourth, recalibrate your perspective. And the five is release your praise. Woo! Oh my God, release your praise. Release your praise. Do you understand that this man started walking and leaping and praising God? I want to speak to you today. He did not enter. Listen, listen. He didn't enter. The lame man did not enter into the temple lane. But the lame man also did not enter into the temple just walking. He didn't enter into the temple just leaping. The Bible says he entered into the temple praising God. Whenever you get your praise on, it means you're about to enter into what you have been seeing but never entered. Because praise is the password that would unlock everything you have been believing God for. Some of you have been using the wrong password. Some of you have been entering the wrong password and it's access denied. Access denied. But my Bible says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And you have been using the wrong password. You have been fasting when God says praise. You have been praying when God says praise. You have been complaining when God says praise. This lame man did not go in complaining. He went in praising. I want to speak to you wherever you are under the sound of my voice. Release your praise. Come on. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Release your praise. Release your praise. Come on. Release your praise. Release your praise. Somebody is, is a praise the Lord from your situation. You are one praise the Lord from a breakthrough. You are one hallelujah from the promotion. Release your praise. Jesus. Release your praise. Release your praise. Release your praise. Release your praise. He entered into the temple praising God. Woo! Whenever you see a praiser, he's about to walk into an open door. Whenever you see me jumping and shouting and leaping and praising God, I'm not doing it because of you. I'm not doing it to show off. I'm doing it just to let you know I'm about to go into another season. How many people this month of March, how many people this month of March, you are going to say, God, I'm about to enter into another level. I have been stuck at the gate. Uh, the situation or, or the location has been called beautiful but my life has been pitiful I, I've been stuck at this place called beautiful it's possible for the gates to be beautiful and and the gatekeeper pitiful but the way you move from pitiful to beautiful is praise. I want to speak to you. Use the password of praise. Use the password of praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Somebody is one thank you Jesus from a breakthrough. Somebody is one hallelujah from a breakthrough. Somebody is one thank you Jesus from a breakthrough. Somebody is one lifting your hands from a promotion wherever you are. If you cannot shout, jump. If you cannot jump, scream. If you cannot scream, kneel. If you cannot kneel, fly. Whatever you can do, just make sure you are giving God some praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord Jesus. Let everything, let everything, let everything, let everything. In everything give thanks, not for, but in. I don't know what you are in. God says, as long as you are in it, you can praise it. You can praise God in it. If you can praise God in it, he's going to bring you through it. Convert church. Pastor Ray and Pastor Wendy sent me down here to let you know. If you release your praise. He will release your purpose and your promise. Open up your mouth. Stand up. Walk. The Bible says when he got into the temple, everybody saw the same man, but they didn't see the same problem. <laughs> oh, they saw the same person, but they didn't see the same problem. 
when the lame man went into the temple, when he had received strength in his ankle bones and he could walk, they saw the same person, but they didn't see the same problem. I prophesy to you that in this season, starting from today, people are going to look at the same person, but they wouldn't see the same challenge. They wouldn't see the same problem. They will see a different promise of God over your life. People are going to look at you and say, isn't that the same? Tell them you're in for a surprise. You're in for a surprise. Your rising will be surprising. God is about to use you as a sign and a wonder. People are going to look at you and wonder. Aren't you the same? Tell them, yes, it's the same person, but I'm now in my promise. The same person, but not the same problem. I can walk. Everything I have seen all these years, I can walk into. As I close, I want to speak and prophesy over Convert Church. And I declare and declare that this month is going to be a month of productivity, a month of profitability, a month where you will thrive, not just survive, a month where you would accelerate and flourish. This is a banner year for you, a banner moment for you, a banner month, a banner day, a banner event for you. I came to let you know that your rising will be surprising. I came to let you know that you might be the same person but you don't have to be stuck with the same old problem. I speak and I decree wherever you are under the sound of my voice, you might be stuck today. And you say, Pastor, what is the first step? I want to speak over your life. The first step is to make Jesus the Lord of your life. That's the first step. And I want to decree and declare that if you can take that step that I took years ago, God is going to move you from lameness to wholeness. If you want to take that step, say, Pastor Emma, how can I move? Say these words after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and personal Savior. Today marks a new beginning. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I want to speak a word over you, Converge. I decree over you that as you celebrate this 10-year anniversary of Converge, the name change and everything God has done, it signifies that God is about to bring you into a season of not enough to more than enough. I decree over you, Pastor, Pastor Ray. I decree over you, Pastor Wendy. I speak that of the increase of the grace of the government, of the grace of God over your life, there will be no end. And I decree that in this city of Dallas, eyes has not seen what God will do. They would ask, is it not the same church? But with a different grace. They saw you lame just a second ago. Very soon, they will see you walking. Your rising will be surprising. God is about to blow your mind and about to surprise you this season. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you, and I'll see you soon. If you were impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear. Or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give in the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano, and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.